0: All right, hey, um, if I could, if you, today during my message, there's going to be a point during the message where you have to write something down. If you do not have a piece of paper or a pen, I have brought paper and pens, so I'm going to give these things to Sean, and uh, maybe somebody else can help him as well. And uh, if you need a pen or a paper, you will, uh, you will need that at some point in time because the Spirit of God is going to make you write something down. Not me, but the Spirit of God. Amen? All right, all right. Well, help me out here. I know there's some new people that weren't here last Sunday. How many were not here last Sunday to hear part one? Raise your hand big and big and big. Okay, there's enough of you that I'm going to recap real quickly then. I uh, started a message on a spirit of rejection and how we as a people, God is trying to raise up an army. Can I have an amen on army? And not a bunch of baby bottles, but... uh, but but, uh, but an army. And so we started talking last week about how our relationships are such in a mess because a spirit of rejection, uh, everything we see sometimes filters through a spirit of rejection. And I talked last week about what rejection was and is, and uh, that when we are actually walking in rejection, we look very, very ugly, and all kinds of stuff gets really hairy. But I talked about, if you could get the uh, PowerPoint up, Phyllis. I think I'm on. Um, I think I'm on. But Hold on. But we talked about how ugly rejection is. And we talked about that's kind of how we look whenever we have rejection manifesting in our lives. We get really, really ugly. And so my question is, how did you do this week when it comes to rejection? Did anybody feel like nobody cares? Any of this week? Okay. That maybe somebody didn't care. Yeah, anybody feel that? I talk about how that's kind of how that man, that spirit manifests. It it makes you feel. Everybody say feel. feel. It makes me feel like nobody cares. Okay, and so when you start to feel, everybody say feel that nobody cares, you, you, there's a good sign that rejection is trying to eat your lunch. And when a rejection comes knocking on your door and it, you start manifesting that spirit, you start looking like this guy. And we're trying to keep you from looking like this guy, right? Because we're trying to raise an army. Again, there's this thing that God is doing in us where if, he's going, if we're going to go where God wants us to go, if we're going to get to the destiny and the call of God upon our lives, we have got to quit manifesting this guy. Can I have an amen on that? Amen. That guy has got to go. And so we talked about last week about all these things that rejection does to us and what we feel in rejection. And so the big point last week was that people are not the problem when you're re- rejection and you're walking on eggshells and you, you're you measuring every word and all that kind of stuff, really people are not the problem. Say that with me. People are not the problem. And one of the points that I made last week was if it's not you, look to your neighbor, if it's not you, it's not you then who? Then who? <laughs> if people are not the problem. The theme scripture last week was Ephesians six twelve. We wrestle not with Flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, and rulers of the of the heavenlies, the dark forces. And so really our 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 issue is not people. But if it's not you, then who? And we talked about the big point. If it's not you, then who? Then the big point three was Satan. And Satan is a liar. Everybody say liar with me. Liar. He comes to lie to you. And we talked about that lying spirit. Does anybody remember the acronym that we used for lying? A liar? L-I-A-R. We'll see if that acronym worked. What did L-I-A-R stand for? Listen. Listening. Information. T- listening. Information. My acronym didn't work last week good at all, did it? I must have needed to spend some more time with that saying. Listening to inf- information that appears real. Now Sandy Dillon did a great great job. She told me, "Eric, you need to put listening to incorrect information." Okay, rejection is getting you to listen to incorrect information that I am assuming is real. So, I used the example last week of of one of my children having their wisdom teeth taken out, and the team, nobody from the team called him and said, how are you doing? And Rejection was trying to eat his lunch, and the the, the incorrect information that he was hearing, the lie that he was hearing, was nobody cared. Even though he had two guys on the team call him and see how he was doing, you know, his lunch was getting eaten by Rejection because he was listening to information, incorrect information. You guys remember that example? And that incorrect information that he thought was really real was then allowing that spirit of rejection to begin to work in his heart. And so me and him did some work and we got the truth that the incorrect information was wrong. And so then four, all of a sudden, I feel loved and accepted and it really wasn't real. Are you guys with me? You guys remember that example? So that's kind of what we're talking about. We have that situation play over and over and over in our lives every day of the week. Every day of the week. Matter of fact, sometimes, some of you, it's every minute of the day that you feel unaccepted. You feel rejected. You feel. Everybody say feel. Feel. It manifests in your feelings. Okay, so liar. And we, I did, liar, liar, pants on fire. Those long, telephone wire, right? Okay. But Jesus says in Matthew 12, 29, unless you first bind up the strong man, you cannot plunder his goods. So we're going to work on this spirit of rejection. We're going to come against it. We're going to teach you how to, how to combat it, how to destroy it, how to <clears throat> open up both barrels on it and bring it down in your life. Does anybody want to bring it down in their life? So... That's where we're going today. And I, now, I, we're not going to listen to incorrect information anymore, right? Okay. So, here's, I, I looked up a couple quotes on lying, and I'm going to go back to this just a second. As we're listening to incorrect information that I assume is real, listen to the, these couple quotes concerning lying, lying. "'How much better would the world be if all liars' pants really did catch on fire?' Boy, wouldn't we be able to expose the lying? How about this? I love this. Now, listen, this is a good one. Of all the liars in the world, sometimes the worst is your own fears. Yeah, I'm going to read that again. Of all the liars in the world, sometimes the worst is your own fears. Many times with a spirit of rejection, it's my own fears that are actually causing me to feel rejected. Okay. Sometimes it's my own fears. And then the other quote was, lies are usually caused by undue fear of man. So the, spe- the enemy lies to us. And we're going to come against that. Amen. We're going to bind up the strong man in our homes, in our minds, and we are going to uh, get free. Amen. And so today I'm going to give you five steps. We'll see how far we get. I hope I get through them all. Because really last week I left you hanging for a reason. I really wanted to stir that monster up. I wanted to convince you that you have a spirit of rejection working in your life. Every one of us in this room. If you left last week thinking you did not have it, I'm telling you, we better deal with your pride this morning. Because we all struggle with a spirit of rejection, not feeling accepted, not feeling loved, and it eats our lunch often, right? But last week I wanted to stir you up, I wanted to stir the stink, and I kind of left you hanging for a reason, because I want to go further today and I want to take us through some steps that's going to help us. So last week I tried to expose it, I tried to uh, share with you and, and, and really convince you that you need to take authority over this thing and that you need to do something about it. Okay? Now, how did you do last week? Did you, are you convinced that there is an issue of rejection in your life? Okay. Here's what I want to say. The deception of rejection must not only be exposed, but you must take personal responsibility. Everybody say "personal personal responsibility to remove it. Say, I I must take personal responsibility responsibility. to remove it. it." You must take authority over this spirit. Not me. I am not your deliverer. You must take authority over this monster. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, and rulers that are seducing and lying to you, and you must take authority over this monster because it seduces you with lies. Now, I realize that there are times where we are really legitimately rejected, and and that's going to happen the rest of your life. But in that process of rejection, when you're rejection, there is a process that you must walk through where you get your security from God and you do not allow man to make your identity what it is. And so I'm not talking about, and maybe later we'll get into what if I am really rejected, how I go there. But most of the rejection that I've experienced with most people, it really comes from their childhood. It comes from the rejection that they had at a young age. And now it's manifesting in their relationships now because it feels like then. And so I want to take authority over that. I want to get victory over that first before we even deal with how do I deal with rejection when it actually happens uh, in my life. So you guys cool with that? So I want you to realize that it's you that needs to take authority over this spirit that seduces you with lies. Again, listen, this is very important. I am not going to be the one that sets you free from the spirit of rejection. I can help you. I can lead you to water. But you have got to take authority over this thing. Unless you first bind the strong man, you cannot plunder his good. Unless you plunder this this strong man of rejection that's over your life, unless you do that, you cannot plunder the goods. You can't can't have what God wants you to have. So, how many, I want to ask, are convinced that you need to deal with this issue in your life? I don't care if I have hands. Are you convinced? Yes. Yes. I spent a lot of time last week trying to convince you of an issue. Because here's what I want to say, and I'm going to read quite a bit here, because I don't want to miss what the Lord's put in my heart. Every stronghold in our life has a spiritual root. The spirit of rejection has a spiritual root. Unless that spiritual root is addressed, there can be no deliverance. Did you hear me? Unless the spiritual root of your rejection issues are dealt with and brought up, there is going to be no deliverance. Although on the surface, It may be possible to cover that spirit of rejection up, to masquerade it and make everybody else in the world think you've dealt with it. You may be able to cover it up for a season. (laughs) But true deliverance must go after the spiritual root of rejection. And I'm telling you, you playing with it, talking about it, caressing it, putting it under the carpet is not going to be what it takes to get deliverance from it. Everybody say deliverance. Deliverance. I want deliverance. I I have got to have deliverance. deliverance. Hmm. So, deliverance, unless you first bind the strong man, you cannot plunder his goods. Many of us know the scripture as well where Jesus is talking about casting out the, the the demon. And if you don't clean house, then they come back seven times stronger. Guys remember that scripture? Do we want that? Because I think that's what a lot of Christians do. They put a little band-aid on it and push it out, but they don't do the internal deliverance. And, and the renewing of the mind of cleaning the house so that we can keep those unclean spirits away. But we want to do something different than that. Can I have an amen on that? So here we go. Every demonic influence in your life has gained access. Now get this, this is important. Every demonic influence, I don't care if it's the spirit of rejection we're dealing today, with today, if it's a spirit of fear, or if it's a fear of failure. I mean, a fear is a, is a ruler, and we're dealing with principalities and rulers, okay? I don't care what your demonic influence that has that eaten your lunch is, but we're talking about a spirit of rejection today. But I don't care what it is. The demonic influence in your life has gained access, listen to this, by appealing to your selfish nature. That spirit that influences you, spirit of rejection, it appeals to your selfish nature in some way, okay? Usually, the spirit of rejection gains a controlling influence over your behavior when we are totally unaware of the deception that is taking place. Now, usually that deception takes place when we're young and we're too young to interpret the lies that are coming our way. And unless we have, that's why it's so important to you as parents to have, to, to, to be a godly influence in your children. I have interpreted, interpreted lies over and over when it comes to my children and helped them to gain the proper revelation as the enemies tried to buy, get them to buy lies. Now, have we been totally successful? No. There are some strongholds that Karen and I are dealing with when it comes to the children that, that have infiltrated their lives and we're dealing with them still to this day. Because there are times where parents can't be there. There was a time and a season when we were out at Westwood Park years ago having our church picnic, and my son gets lost on the bike trails, out there all by himself, scared, not knowing how to get it back because he's 11 or 12 years old, left all by himself. And a spirit of fear. And that trauma began to work a spirit of fear in his life. And although the God was there, and, and, and Abraham, as he prayed, and he said, God, what do, I, what do I do? I don't know where I'm at. The Lord led him to the lake. He led him to a fisherman. The fisherman put him in the boat. The guy called us on the cell phone. We came and we got him, and we had the rejoicing reunion after hours of being lost. And yes, God was faithful. God was there. But there were lies that were embedded in his life that we had to deal with. That I'm safe I'm secure it led into in the room in his bedroom years where he was afraid in his room and as we prayed and came against that spirit of fear we had to do that there were things we had to do as family and now he realizes he has guardian angels that protect him that a fortified wall is around him and that God is with him but man you talk about going through the the, the breaking those things are you with me and so somehow, you know, in our lives, these things gain influence over our behavior when we are totally unaware of the deception that is taking place. However, at some point, and hear me, but however, at some point, if it's going to have a, if it's, if it's going to have a lock on you, at some point there has been a choice of our own free will in order to, for the demonic influence to have authority in our lives. At some point in time, Whenever a spirit of rejection is dealing with you and you're getting your lunch eaten, even though you have had lies in the past from your childhood, at some point in time, you've had to come in agreement. Your will has come in agreement with those lies that gives it the authority to operate in your life. Now, how did my, my son, when it comes to wisdom teeth, come in agreement with the lie? He acted his will. He, he, I've had it in my own life. I, I've, I've, I've had jealousy, and I've had things that come up in my life where the Lord says, no, it's not true. But my will activates and says, no, I want to believe it. I want to be mad. I want to be angry. No, I, I actually, I want to believe that somebody is doing that. Or I want to believe that Karen is doing this. And I, and I engage my will, and I come in agreement. And that is where he gets a foothold. Because my will has now been activated. Are you following me what I'm talking about here? So you can be in an argument with your husband and wife. You, I, I've seen husbands suspicious of their wives' faithfulness. And it's their own lie. It's their own fear because of the past of what's taken place to them. And when they come in agreement with that, and they actually engage their will to believe it, even though God's saying no, it's not. Right. Buddy, you're, 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 you're just saying, here's the door, open wide. Right. Am, I, am I making sense? And so you cannot agree with the enemy. You can't get in bed with him. A spirit of rejection attaches itself to the part of our nature. This is so important. God give us revelation today. A spirit of rejection attaches itself to the part of our nature which desires love. A spirit of rejection attaches it itself to the part, the nature, the part of you that desires love. God wants you to desire love. He wants you to desire acceptance. He wants you to be approved of. Listen to me again. A spirit of rejection attaches itself to the part of our nature which desires love, acceptance, and the need for self-worth. This is the strongest need. our nature and that's why it gets attacked the most however only God the love of God only the love of God everybody say "Only only the love of God can fully satisfy this God created need for love within each of us he is the only one who can fully satisfy the deep need that you and I have inside of our hearts to be loved only my wife cannot do it. My, I mean, I can make, try to make her love me and satisfy that need of love inside of me, and I will wear her out. Or vice versa. If you would just do this for me or if you would just do that for me, I'm telling you, we wrestle not with flesh and blood. It's not her. It's me. It's that spirit that's seducing me. I will, if not, and if you let this spirit of rejection eat you, you will wear people out. They can't, they can't throw enough balls up in the air. They can't spin enough plates to satisfy the God vacuum inside of your heart that needs love. Because man was not designed to fill it. Man was never designed to fill that. God in his jealous heart, Wants you. He wants to fully satisfy your love and acceptance. And we artificially get it from all kinds of weird crap. Really. Think about how you feel that. And then you accuse the person that's not doing it of not doing it well enough. When they were not intended to be the one to fill it in the first place. And we make them an idol. And we begin to worship wanting that love from them and acceptance when God says, I am the only one who can fully satisfy that. Him and him alone. But you know what? I'm convinced people don't want it from God. They want it from people. They do. They want it from people, but it's so inferior. How's that working for you? (laughs) <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> God's the only one that can fully satisfy it. Can you say amen? amen? In order to gain access, this spirit of rejection, in order for gain access to our lives, this spirit of rejection lies to us. And here's what he does. He distorts everything that occurs in our lives, and he converts it to feelings. Through lies, he distorts everything into feelings. Everybody say feelings. Nothing more than feelings. And our feelings begin to control us. I just don't feel, I just don't feel like he cares. If he really loved me, as soon as he walked in that door, he really loved me to be doing them dishes. <laughs> <laughs> if, if she really loved me, she would know how much my back's hurting and she would just voluntarily lose my back. No, she don't care. Woe is me. (laughs) Again, he gains access to our lives through a spirit of rejection that lies to us and distorts everything that occurs in our lives to feelings of either acceptance or rejection. To keep our focus where on ourselves. See, if a spirit of rejection is eating your lunch, it's all about you. You are so selfish. Because when rejection's eating your lunch, it's about, well, nobody cares about that my wisdom teeth were taken out. Nobody cares that I've had to do all this work that actually you've created and you're wanting everybody else to bail you out. Unless you first bind the strong man, you cannot plunder his goods. See, rejection wants to get you consumed with yourself instead of turning to God for the love we need. Mm, I'm telling you, that's good stuff. You need to put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's the only smoking required er, allowed in New Covenant worship. Right? <laughs> I call that marinating. Again, he distorts with lies and he turns everything to feelings so that we're consumed with ourselves rather than going to God for the love that we need. So now I am trying to get my love and my acceptance satisfied through people as I'm being consumed with myself I'm trying to get it satisfied through people rather than getting it satisfied through God. Now here's where it gets really nasty. You guys ready for this? Here's where it gets, this is a special part. This is where it gets really, really nasty. If you allow that to go... It's just, it keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. You keep buying lies, it, the rejection goes deeper. I shared last week how the tentacles of rejection get on you. If you don't if you don't come against those lies and start believing the truth, it gets deeper and deeper. And here's where it goes. And I think the light bulb's gonna come off on some of you. One of the manifestion, one, <laughs> manifestions one manifestions, <laughs> one of the manifestions, <sighs> might be a redneck if you say manifestation as manifestions. <laughs> One of the manifestations of rejection is actually sexual sin. Follow me on this. Because Satan attempts to mimic love. What is rejection? The denial of love. So Satan in his lying is actually trying to get to you to mimic love through people rather than God. Are you with me? This is important. Satan attempts to mimic love. Therefore, he tempts the rejected with false love through fornication, through pornography, adultery, and other types of sex for self. Self. Remember what rejection wants to do? He wants to make it all about you. Okay? Now, What happens then is when we get into sexual sin, then we start as we come in agreement with that and we're opening our door up to the spirit of rejection even more. He starts to get his tentacles on me even deeper. I do these things. I fornicate. I do sexual sins and other things. Then it goes to the next stage higher. Then comes self-rejection because I feel so bad about myself. The guilt, the shame, the condemnation eats my lunch. Now, self-rejection comes on top of this. Then I get into despair, self-hatred. And with severe cases of rejection, it leads to cutting, bulimia, anorexia, drugs, alcohol, fantasy. This then moves into despair, depression, defeatism, and withdrawal. And when unchecked, (laughs) it can lead to rejecting God and his commands, rejecting others, We end up rejecting God, the very one who can bring me to freedom, the counsel and the help of God. So if we don't stop this spirit from seducing us, I'm telling you, that's where it leads. And so if you're struggling in sexual sin right now, I'm telling you, you got to take a look at your spirit of rejection. Through rejection, Satan's attempts to make you so self-centered and self-focused that we cannot function in the full assurance of our faith and his love. I'm going to say that again. Through rejection, Satan attempts to make you so self-centered, say self-centered, and self-focused that we cannot function in the full assurance of our faith and his love. So, when we have a spirit of rejection operating in our life, We become the most selfish people on the planet. And we don't even know it. And yes, we can do kind things for people, and we can do all kinds of nice things, but it's ultimately you're doing it to feed the rejection. You're not actually doing it because you love people. You're doing it because you love yourself. Because the spirit of rejection has made you be so consumed about yourself that it's really for you so that you can get off on feeling good about yourself. So you'll do all these, you'll work hard, you'll spend so many plates, you'll do all this stuff just to make yourself look good, to feel loved. So that you can push that spirit of rejection away. Because in your flesh, in your soul, you're trying to push that, that spirit of rejection away. You're trying to get rid of it through your soul, which is your power instead of getting deliverance from God and getting his love that pushes that sucker out. Am I making any sense? I hope light bulbs are coming on. So all of a sudden, when spirit of rejection manifests itself, it's all about my ministry, my job, my needs, my advancement, my feelings, my finances, my pleasure, my stuff, my, my, my. Oh, my. (laughs) I'm going to give you a real example of this. Several years ago, I was meeting with a person every Monday, helping them through rejection and other issues. And my wife was having surgery. On that Monday that I met with the person, I forgot to tell them that the following Monday my wife was having surgery. So, long about Wednesday or Thursday, I remembered and I said, Hey, ring, ring. hey, I can't meet with you on Monday. My wife's having surgery. He didn't answer the phone, so I went to the voicemail. Oh, God, I didn't mean to say he. They. (laughs) Oh, it's out of the bag now. They don't go here anyway, so I'm okay now. You don't have to leave for me to preach about you, though. Just kidding. (laughs) You'll get that later. I left a voicemail and said, hey, I cannot meet with you Monday. I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you. My wife's having surgery, and I need to go to the hospital naturally on that. Never heard back from them, never heard back from them, never heard. And I, oh, and I said, hey, and by the way, we'll go the following Monday. Never heard back from them the whole week. following Monday came and <clears throat> Lord downloaded in my heart. They were angry with me. Now I'm trying to manifest or show you how a spirit of rejection makes it all about you. The person was upset with me that I didn't meet with them that Monday. This is God's honest truth. Two weeks later, the Lord finally let me confront them on it. And I said, hey, did when I called you and canceled our appointment a couple weeks ago, I said, were you angry at me? Yep, I sure was. I said, why were you angry at me? Well, you know, I had so much I needed to talk to you about, and I was needing a lot, and I just, I really needed some help. I said, you know what? I said, I'm not angry with you, but I want you to know you're the most selfish person right now. I said, you haven't asked me once how my wife was. You didn't even ask what her surgery was. You didn't give a rip about what was going on in my life. And I said, you need deliverance. You need freedom. Because I'm telling you, brother, I was not rejecting you. I had a situation in my life that I need to take care of. But do you see how rejection makes it all about you? I've been in funerals, preaching at a funeral before, and persons known that I was going to be at the funeral and just ringing my phone off the back hat hat, because they were upset with me. Who died and made you king? Rejection. Rejection wants to make it all about you. So if you're struggling with rejection, nobody wants to be around you. Now, I told you last week, if we're going to be an army, we've got to begin to discern this rejection that's on other people, and we cannot allow that thing to seduce us and withdraw from people. We've got to go to them. We've got to love them, and we've got to go ahead and confront in love and say, man, did you know how that made me feel when you didn't, didn't uh, value my wife's surgery? Here it is. Do you want to know how that made me feel? And he apologized. He repented. I mean, he did. And God brought great freedom to the person. Amen. But I had to, to to do the hard thing, and say that really hurt. That you were mad at me for that. And so we got to go to each other. We got to go towards each other in a spirit of gentleness. The Bible says, not in a cocky, no. It's man. Do you know how that made me feel? Man, I'm scared of you, All right, I feel this when I'm around you. You make me feel like this. Does that bother you? Does it? Because if it doesn't bother you, guess what? I really don't have a relationship with you. You're not safe. If how I feel does not bother you, we're in deep doo-doo. If I go to my wife, or you go to your husband, and when you do that, do you make, realize that that makes me feel unloved, hurt, and da-da-da-da-da? And they keep doing the same thing or they don't acknowledge it? No, they don't. What do you got? You ain't got nothing. Chuck gave me his book that he was reading Friday. And in his book, there was a quote from the book. It's it's a Jekyll and Hyde syndrome. And it says, I know this sounds harsh, but those suffering from rejection are some of the most self-centered, rude, brash, and non-civil people. If rejection is eating you like that, people don't want to be around you. And you need to get free, because I'm telling you what, your tank's low, and God wants to fill the tank up, but you're not going to get that tank filled from me. I can help, and I can take you to water, but again, if it's not you, who? It's Satan who wants to eat your lunch, and if it's not me, then it's got to be God. If you're going to let your wife or your husband or anybody else try to fill that, you're going to come up bankrupt. Can I have an amen? Okay, so how am I doing on time? Oh, I don't know. We do want to get to worship. Okay, so I've got five steps. You guys, I hope you have a pen and paper with you today. I'm going to go into five steps to get us free from this spirit of rejection. Do you want it? Good. Now, really, last week's message was the first step. The first step is... One, recognize rejection in your life. It's just like an alcoholic. If a guy never acknowledges he's got a drinking problem, guess what? You cannot, you cannot begin to eat this thing and destroy this thing if you do not recognize it in your life. Once you recognize rejection, then you can start the healing and deliverance process. Everybody say this with me. No denial anymore. You can now start your healing and deliverance process over a spirit of rejection. To destroy rejection successfully, it will require you to be honest with yourself. Honest with your feelings. Honest with you. Instead of ignoring what's going on on the inside, you're going to have to be vulnerable and you're going to have to be honest. When somebody says, when you did this, were you this or this? And you say, oh no. No. I was fine you lying sack of poop if you weren't fine then you say i wasn't fine right. instead of lying in order to push that rejection back you say yeah i was offended when you did that but most people lie if i confront somebody and say hey what were you feeling when when that happened because i can feel something's just not quite right you've been there something's just not quite right you know you can feel there's some tension in the relationship Did I do something to hurt you? Oh, no, not at all. Then you go home. Can you believe he did this? And now I'm activating my will and I'm giving that sucker a stronger hold on me. All of a sudden, rejection gets me more because I'm gossiping and I'm telling somebody else about what somebody else did. Are you getting it? Gotta recognize it. You must be willing to pull out the roots of pain and poor self-image and dig into the word of God on who you really are. Rejection is not who you are. Say that. Rejection is not who I am. Rejection is not who I am. But rejection wants to falsely identify you. That's what it's all about is your identity. Your identity is being attacked. So, we can study about the emotional wounds of my past and my childhood. I can go to Michelle and get Theo or somebody else. And I can study how I got hurt in that situation. And we can come to the understanding that we have a problem with rejection and feel sorry for ourselves. Feel sorry for ourselves. Pity ourselves. Look for somebody else to stroke us. And never change. And never change. Stroke me, stroke me. Here, (laughs) here. You can feel sorry for yourself all day long and have a pity party and you temporarily feel good cuz somebody feels like somebody cares. You can do that all your life and never change. Uh-huh. Or we can go to step 2. Anybody want to go to step 2? Yeah. So we've recognized rejection, we see it's been eating our lunch and we make a choice. Ha, we make a decision. I make a choice to overcome rejection in my life, so step two is once I recognize it, I have got to make a choice. you've got to engage your will and say no, today, now, I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. You mean you're not going to go for it for me? <laughs> you don't care about me if you, don't go for it. <laughs> you don't care enough about me to. Take care of that nasty snake for me? <laughs> Baby bottle? or hand grenade. Which one you want? Oh Moses, you take care of me. Is there anybody here that's willing to make a decision? Will it be painful? Will it be uncomfortable as we wrestle with this monster? Will freedom require me to change? But, as Dr. Phil would say, how's it working for you right now? You're pretty miserable as it is. (laughs) Do you like being held back from your destiny? Some of you have been on autopilot for 20 years. You must break the repetitive patterns of being so sensitive and stinking touchy, blaming others, getting angry all the time, and being defensive. You've got to make a decision. Everybody say, make a decision. Make a decision. Number one is what? Acknowledge it, recognize it, it is operating in your life. Number two is what? Make a decision. Make a choice, activate your will. Your spirit, soul, and body. Okay? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. And all those who are willing, we're not done with the message. We're going to do this in phases. All those who are willing, we're going to pray and we're going to decide. Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus. I I choose to activate my will. I'm sick, I'm sick of this spirit of rejection. And today, and today, 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 I'm making a choice. I'm, making a choice. I'm, going to be responsible. I'm going to be responsible. And I am going to defeat, and I am going to defeat that, spirit of that spirit of rejection. So before my friends, so before my friends I, make a I make a choice to come against this thing. In Jesus, name. In, Jesus name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Okay, you've just activated your will. I ain't gonna let you out of it. Amen. All right? Okay, we're on step two. We just did it, right? You guys ready to go step three? Amen. I'm trying to give you points. Now, step three ask of the Lord. Boy, this is really tough stuff. Simple principles. We ask the Lord, Lord, where did rejection get rooted in my life? Here in a second, I'm going to show you a video and, of how it got rooted in some people's lives. But where did it get rooted in my life? We're going to pray here in a little bit, and we're going to ask the Lord this question. So you ask the Lord, Lord, where did it get rooted in my life? Was there an event that happened in my life where, when I was young, that opened the door to this spirit of rejection? Now, what I want to do, I'm going to have Phyllis show us two video clips, they're, sh- they're short, Adam Sandler in a movie, and we're going to see a clip where he brings rejection, not that one, the other one, please, first. This is with his own kids, then we're going to see rejection of his father. The first one here is where he gives rejection to his kids, and I hope you enjoy this. I'm praying the Spirit of God will begin to show you where it happened in you through these videos. Holy Spirit, come and use these videos to show us our spot. Yes, yeah. we have some designs for you. It's not a good time, man. Maybe they'll help you finish quicker. All right, you want me to look at it? Let me see. Uh, ceiling's too high, the hallway's too narrow, stairway placement makes no sense at all. What's this room made of? Pizza. Well, it's stupid. Next, what is yours made of? Pickles. Oh, don't be a baby. Michael, have you lost your mind? He's seven years old. If he wants a playroom made of pizza, then why not? Maybe he's got to grow up sometime and get off Fantasy Island. Hey, pizza boy, life ain't about being creative. It's about kissing, playing it safe, making your boss a lot of money in hopes one day he might throw you a stinking bone. All right? Yes, sir. Hamer didn't make you partner today. Did he? he didn't make it as a partner. Oh, honey, in his I'm firm. so sorry. But we'll get through this, okay? I promise. He gets rejected at his job. What We ever do is get it out on his kids. When is it gonna end? Okay, so he gets rejected at his job, and he comes home and he rejects his own kids. Okay, let's show the second video. Now he rejects his natural dad, and he's getting to replay the rejection, and he's starting to get an idea of how this thing's operating in his own life, even though it's not a Christian film and he wants to change. Okay, let's show this one. It won't take you there. Take me where? To the moment he died. You weren't there. Of course I wasn't. Can you take me to the last time I saw him, please? Hey, Dad. Sorry to uh, bug you. Would you mind looking at my my shopping mall design again? This one is cheaper. That is his son. if you check this out, you'll see it has a much better natural flow. Cheaper one. Like I said, just let me do my email. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Dad. Um, He ain't right. You're a schmuck! Look at it! Surprise! Hey, Grandpa! Oh, my God. (laughs) When did you get so handsome? So, Michael, I had a wonderful idea. Your mother's playing canasta with her friends tonight. I thought, oh, what a great opportunity. You, me, and Ben should go and have a boys' night out can what do you mean you can't you have to eat sometime we could go we could whistle at pretty girls <laughs> i'm down for that see he's down i don't know what it means but he's down <laughs> hey please don't give me that finger i'll make you deal if you come i'll show you the quarter trick will you look at the man i'll tell you the secret no You do the stupid trick. I've always known. Can you let me do my work? To death, I'll miss you. You know that. Goodbye. Any tears? Why don't we close our eyes? You know, the point of that video is today we need to ask the Spirit of God, Lord, where did a spirit of rejection get rooted into my life? Maybe it was through a dad or a mom. Maybe it was through abandonment or an ugly divorce. Maybe you were publicly humiliated or teased. Holy Spirit, would you begin to show each of us the root, the spiritual root of where rejection got a hold of us? The Holy Spirit's here to deal with our hearts because the Lord wants us free. He wants us free. I'm praying right now that you know that the Lord is showing you one spot in your life where it got rooted. And it's connected to a person's name. And I've given you a pen and a piece of paper to write that person's name down. And I ask that you would do that right now. Maybe there's more than one that the Holy Spirit is highlighting, but right now we're going to cooperate with the Spirit of God. Who is that person? Where did that get in? And just take the time right now to write that person's name down on your piece of paper because we're going to do something with it. So Holy Spirit, I thank you for highlighting that. Come on, everyone, just do it. Don't say this is corny. Spirit of God is dealing with our hearts. gonna walk through some forgiveness right now see unforgiveness gives a spirit of rejection it's legal right to stay rooted in your life are you guys with me so the fourth step is actually the step of forgiveness Now, here's what I want to say about forgiveness it's even a choice Forgiveness is not an emotion, it is a choice. Just like love is not an emotion, it's a choice. Jesus taught us to pray in the prayer that we pray, our Father who art in heaven, in that it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us that person's name on there has trespassed against you is that not true yeah but eric i think i've forgiven them well what kind of emotion surfaced just now matthew six fourteen and 15 goes on further and says for if you forgive men when they've sinned against you your heavenly father will also forgive you But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Forgiveness, like I said, is not an emotion. It's a choice. It's a decision. It is activating your will and choosing to obey the Word of God and to release the person who hurt you. Remember what I said earlier about we must break the repetitive patterns? This is part of breaking the repetitive patterns. Will it be painful? Yep. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a choice today to forgive. I I felt like the Spirit of God told me you can't even go on further in getting to freedom. There's some issues of breaking, renouncing that I want to go into, but you can't even go into getting authority over that spirit of rejection when the legal door of unforgiveness is, hold, is, is open. So we're going to close that door. Do you guys see what we're talking about? We have to close that door that gives the enemy the authority to operate. Does that make sense? So before we go any further, and I was hoping I would get further today, and we're not, I think we're going to stay right here. But we're literally going together. We're going to close the door that gives the enemy the access through unforgiveness. And we're going to (laughs) forgive. Oh, wow. So if I could have a little music, Alger. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a prophetic act And we're going to take these pieces of paper, and if you'll obey the Lord and do something you wouldn't normally do, get a little uncomfortable today, I want you to lay it before the altar today, and then I'm going to lead you in a prayer of forgiveness. Is that cool with you guys? All right. So, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would right now, as we bring these people to your altar... I ask for an infusion of your power and your grace and your compassion in Jesus' name. Come on, let's be obedient. Just go ahead and bring them to the altar of the Lord. We're going to play some music, and then we're going to pray, and we're going to have a time of releasing and repenting in Jesus' name. Amen.